What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Castro. I got my co-host, Tim Park. What's up, What's fam? going on? This is episode 25, and I'm really, really excited for today because we have a really special guest. Uh, and I think this specific topic is something that uh, could be useful for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs that are just getting started uh, in uh, whether your venture is real estate, what credit, whatever it is, uh, you can, you should definitely take notes. Uh, but before we get all into that, don't forget to like subscribe. We got episodes every week. So, uh, you know, tap in with us. We're always spreading knowledge. Uh, we just want to see our, our guests succeed. So, uh, Without further ado, this special guest, I actually met him at an event in Vegas. Uh, shout out to Wire, Women in Real Estate. Yeah. Uh, Kehlani and Brittany, they put together an amazing, amazing uh, golf fundraiser uh, where I got to meet a ton of investors and not and not just like uh, real estate, people in the real estate industry, but people in like lending, uh, funding, construction, development. Uh, and so me, me and uh, this guest, we really hit it off. We sat in the same table. Uh, and the rest is history. I told him, you got to get on the podcast because you have so much knowledge. Um, and, you know, today's guest, you know, he comes from humble beginnings from Jackson, Mississippi. He has a 15 year career in HR and business operations, um, you know, working with specialty real retail, big box brands, <clears throat> online nice. brands. He learned how to support uh, online businesses quite quickly. And uh, like every, anything in 2020. Uh, he kind of immersed himself in the financial service industry and kind of left his job uh, to pursue that uh, and uh, to ensure his company Kairos Suite of Financial Products and Marketing Services equips his clients uh, to accomplish their goals and uh, access to funding, which is always an issue, has been an issue in the, in the, in the past for many. Um, but as CEO and creative director at Kairos, he's passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion in marketing uh, for the communities of entrepreneurs and the underrepresented, uh, which is, again, I'm super excited. Let's welcome Xavier Norton to the Get the Bag podcast. What's going on, Xavier? X, I like to call him. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I am so excited to be here. So excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about earlier how hot it is in Texas. Right. Uh, you it got is- ponies outside. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so earlier this week at 6.30 a.m., I took my son to the park, 82 degrees, and then we Ooh. hit 108 it was the peak that day. I think today is supposed to be 113, but it is hot. <laughs> it is hot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've been wanting that heat out here in L.A. Yeah. Uh, it's been just cloudy and overcast for the last several uh, months, it feels like. So, yeah. um, I do not recommend this heat for LA. <laughs> nah. Nah. Well, th- but then again, we have, I mean, you guys aren't that far from the beach, but we do have the beach too. If true, we need to. True, but, yeah. Um, yeah. What can we say? But thank you so much for, for joining and taking some time out of your day to uh, chat with us. For sure. Um, I, you know, a lot of the people in the community, um, in our communities, you know, are mostly into wholesaling real estate. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what's yeah. going on? I, I gave a little intro, but, you know, who yeah. is Xavier? Yeah. So you you did a really great job as an intro, but I, I, I'll kind of go in a little bit further is we support business professionals, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, and content creators because those specific areas of people are most likely in business of some sort and could access money to scale whatever they're doing, whether that's marketing, whether that's, you know, building out a build to rent portfolio, wholesaling. There's a lot of different areas that we can help provide uh, access to capital. And then as far as what you had mentioned about the diversity and equity inclusion, um, my background is is something completely different than what you would call traditional education. I've taken a lot of alternative education and learning through hands on through like a hands on approach to be able to really guide folks um, specifically in those four areas that I've mentioned and how they can scale themselves, scale their businesses. And what I've found over the years is that there's a lack of education specifically in underrepresented communities, right? Like right. talk about your African-American communities, your Latino, mm-hmm. your uh, Asian-American, like there's a lot of miseducation um, or undereducation specifically where it comes to finance and or business operations. And so in my career, I've been able to, you know, have have the ears of some really large brands and really large companies um, to make an impact and just 
transferring that skill into this space is something that I really enjoy doing. It's literally just taking my my background and my career and things I've done to support specific people um, in, in a niche, not only just supporting them, but educating as well. Yeah. I think uh, that's super important just because I know we're in a group and, you know, I've started business before. Um, Gladia's, you know, um, started her real estate business. So I think when people, you know, uh, realize that they're actually in a business, um, how to set that up, you know, properly get the right funding for that, because each industry is different, right, Um, on what you need and what processes you need to set up. And they treat it more like... um, a side hustle than a real business. And I right. think, uh, you know, what you've, uh, so your, your services provide are a, uh, valuable asset for, for these businesses for sure. 100%. You actually talked about something that we help educate folks, right? Where you said like having a business or having a, a, a side hustle and, you know, it's great to have a side hustle. It's great to, you know, make some extra money. However, when it comes to education, it's really helping you establish your footprint and establish yourself as a business owner mm-hmm. in, in, in having that mindset versus like, oh, yeah, I'm just making a little bit of money on the side. I'm just got some stuff coming in. Right. Like, you are an established business owner. You have, um, you know, f- financial responsibilities in order to drive revenue and, and give a service or product to whatever, whatever your consumer or business is. So, yeah. That's I think that's such a great point, because uh, I don't think people realize like when you look at it from a side hustle, you're looking at it, I feel like at the wrong the, uh, looking at it from a wrong angle, because there's so mm-hmm. many benefits and uh, things you can take advantage of if you really like like there's so many uh, programs for businesses, especially starting out um, that you can take advantage of. Um, and a lot of times where the, what are the issues when you start a business? It's funding, right? It's like money, like a lot of times we're using our, especially if we come from a nine to five, we're using our nine to five to fund our business. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, there's definitely programs you can take advantage of. And I think this is where Xavier comes in, where he can have a chat with you and be like, okay, based off of either you're getting started, this is what you can offer, or, hey, you're established, or you're, you're kind of starting to make more money every month. Here are some programs or, you know, whatever the case may be. So you have to look at it from that perspective is as a business owner, it's your responsibility to grow your business uh, and if you're looking at it as a side hustle uh, you're kind of um, really not taking advantage of the programs and opportunities that are out there because people want to fund businesses like people want you to start businesses 100 percent. the the government actually in, is incentivizing businesses because it's the backbone of america the united mm-hmm. states america, right small businesses and so if you're not getting yourself uh set up for success to you know, be in business, you're you're completely missing out. And I think you you alluded to something too, is like, even if you are established as a business, when you want to get some money from like a bank or anything like that, they have heavy stringent requirements. Like you have to be in business for three years, have all your tax returns and, you know, have a minimum threshold of your annual revenue where you might, you know, be pre-revenue or you might be a startup and you don't necessarily have three years worth, but you have your projections, you know where you're going to be going. There's mm-hmm. programs that are available for you um, just on that right. business side. Right. Um, and that's that's what we we get excited to, to help educate and, and, and bring people along the way. I love yeah, that. That's awesome. I was yeah. go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I could tell he was passionate when I met him <laughs> uh, at, on the table and like how passionate he was about about yeah. this. But just wanted to add that in. If you can't tell Xavier loves what, what he does. Yes. I, well, <laughs> I, I'm passionate about it because I love education. So I love mm. learning things that you don't know. And so when I find out something, I'm like, oh, I didn't know this. And then specifically when it involves finance, there's a lot of people who are, you know, learning from different areas are like, well, I heard somebody say they did it this way. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that actually apply to you specifically with what you're presenting, right. but here's what programs are available for you with your scenarios and educating them along the way. So that way they learn and come back again over and over because we're able to support in that capacity. So, yeah, I think that's important too, because I think people jump around like, you know, and within their business and like the shiny object syndrome where like they, you know, they jump from one idea to the another and, they really need to focus on their core, um, you know, brand or 
their core identity of their business and focus on that. And that's when I think when you narrow that down, you have a better idea how you're going to get funding for your business or what options you really have for your business. 100%. 100%. And I was going to plug this really quick, Claudio. When, uh, when we were at that conference in Vegas, I was sitting down and I was like getting my breakfast and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And that's no, it's like that. Like, where who, where do I sit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, lunch like, table. You look really dumb. Come sit over here. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> right, right. Hey, it was the braids. It was the braids. Don't, don't, don't play. <laughs> I had my braids in. <laughs> You're like, all right, she's someone I can, I can, I can uh, ride with. I was, it was because you had hair and I didn't have any hair. I was like, you know what? You, you come spray. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, um, so, vibes, so, you know, oh, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, there was a lot of people there. It was just good people, good vibes uh, all the way around. Like everyone who we met just was like amazing. And, and I will add, I learned what a ranch water was, a ranch water drink. <laughs> from you i i was not aware and i'd been drinking this and i was like oh i didn't know this was such a term so you tech thank you texas one thing i I do appreciate uh (laughs) about texas um but i I did want to kind of talk about like your transition so in 2020 you're working in hr and i remember we talked about this a little bit like you're working i think for facebook or Mm -hmm. you know one of these bigger uh, companies and that's hard to like you know you saw the vision and uh, I think this there's a lot of viewers who are in this position that are like, ah, oh, geez, like I have this job, it's stable. But like what made you kind of like in, starting 2020 to be like, this is my vision. This is what I believe in. And, uh, you know, I want to focus more on the uh, financing side. Like what what kind of gave you, um, I guess, the vision to kind of pursue that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So. I'll give a little backstory. Um, Previous to being at Facebook or Meta Platforms, um, I worked for another big box retail store. And in that transition, I did not even want to go back into corporate America because I was like burnt out from being in corporate America. Yeah. Right. And I ended up getting recruited and I was like, okay, well, I I can do this for a while. Like, you know, I can get in here, do my work. And while I'm doing this, what else can I do? Because I do not want to be here for that long. Like I know that this is this is a W-2 income that's going to help provide an access way for me to not necessarily be in corporate America. So I already knew what my intentions were and being very, very clear of like, yes, I'm here. I'm going to perform my duties. I'm going to make sure I'm on time and doing, you know, my scope of work, go above and beyond, you know, here and there. But I know what my core responsibilities are. But outside of that, here's what I'm actually doing. And so because my background is in HR and operations, I've worked for large retail brands, especially retail brands. I understand just the entire business structure and how you um, how you need to have stuff on hand for inventory or just the seasons, quarterly, yearly, and shopping trends right. for people. Understanding how consumers shop, their thought process, if they're in brick and mortar settings versus being in digital settings. All of that is a, a customer experience, right? Um, mm. And so if you're able to navigate customer experience, you're able to fund these different businesses that provide an experience. Mm -hmm. Businesses are relative to an industry. So if you are in tech, if you're in a medical, if you're in office, like there's all different verticals that still provide a customer, uh, provide an experience for their customers in order to exchange dollars. And that's just the base of how businesses ran, right? That you are providing a service for someone to exchange their dollars. So if you can get to that core piece and element, how can I add value into what everybody's already doing? Oh, I can get into this specific niche where you're giving people money or not even people, just businesses money to allow them to scale, whether that's in any vehicle that they're in or any vertical, right? Like I said, whether that's real estate, whether that's in tech, whether that's in medical, like all of it is transferable because it's the base of, being in business and offering a service or product. So I hope that right. gave you the context of how that kind of triggered for me. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think you saw a, a gap or maybe a, an area that you can take advantage of that um, people lack, and I'm sure through conversations too. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing, right? When we jump to become business owners is like, we see an area, we see an opportunity where it's like, oh, there's really a need there. And there's not really people like me kind of doing this. Uh, and it's something I can take advantage of. And that 
I mean, what, what controls everything? Money controls everything, right? And you're like, if I can uh, help people like me and other un underrepresented communities, like I'm, I'm game. So I, I, that's like what, what I really love um, about like what you do too, is there's not many people out in the space and I'm sure um, you, you know this more than, than we do that, that do what you do. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's important. And I, I absolutely recognize that there's not a lot of people in this space. And I was telling uh, some of my team about this last night. It's like, no matter what room you go into, you're going to be the odd one because you go into you know any networking that you're going to find wholesalers, you're going to find realtors, you're going to find developers, you're going to find insert that niche, you're going to copy and paste a few different people in the same sure. career or same um, avatar, but you won't find anyone that does business finance. Like, right. Oh, you won't. You'll find lenders. You'll find mortgage loan originators. You'll find those, but you won't find anyone that can guide you in this specific area of business. We mm -hmm. can still do real estate transaction. We can still all do all those products that people know, but the business side is where people are uneducated, and that's where we really niche down and support. Uh, support. Yeah, that's a big thing. Just because, like, like you said, different industries have different ways of finance and stuff, and. You know, I had started a, um, a consumer products company as well, too. And um, just to, uh, you know, cover inventory and stuff like that, there was like PO financing. So we, we could, you know, finance the order and that would be our collateral for that. So um, so we could actually put in the order to make the product to get it here to sell it. Right. So mm -hmm. and then, you know, with real estate, there's all kinds of stuff like you know, transactional funding, there's, uh, you know, hard money lending, there's so many other avenues just from, aside from like, if you're just wholesaling, you know, you're getting into other, other, other avenues like private lending or something like that. So um, it just, that, that's why I was kind of excited to, you know, talk to you and, you know, hear your experience and educate people or, you know, uh, the viewers just because each industry has a different way of, you know, funding different um, businesses as well, too. So 100%. I think what I'll, what I'll share, you know, that's um, consistent across the board when it comes into lending, whether you're in business or real estate, is the intention at the time of, we call it your purchase or your transaction or anything of that nature. What we what we found is when we're talking to business owners, they might have an idea or a real estate investor or anyone. They're like, I want to do this. It's like, OK, well, yes, you can do this, but here's what you're actually asking to do. So logistically, mm -hmm. this is what we are doing. Right. I want to buy this property. I want to uh, make it look nice. OK, are you going to be is it are you just buying it and hold it for you a little bit? Do you already have a construction uh, plan, laid out plan? Like, what are you actually mm -hmm. doing? Are you going to a duplex? Are you going to triplex? Like, do you have all the documents? Like, walking them through what actually needs to happen, right? Versus just like, oh, I want to do this, <laughs> or right. like, I want to start a business. I want to, like you just said, I, I wanted to get into tech. Say, I want to do that. Okay, mm -hmm. what is the actual cost for the products in order to build this? Do you are you going to need staff? Is this a three month, six months? What are your projections? So that way we can actually give you a full picture of what you're looking to do versus like, I have an idea and I want to do it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I question for you, like, you know, what strategies or approaches do you kind of employ to ensure like underrepresented, you know, entrepreneurs or business have the equal access to like, you know, these funding opportunities? I know that you need to know, like, you know, what the fundamental side of their business is, like you just described. So can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. So. A um, little bit of context. Pre previously uh, in my career, I've also been a DEI champion, right? So being specifically in different areas of different resource groups to support different different um, different underrepresented groups, right? Um, and so I already have an affinity and like a, a draw to these these folks. And so I find them all the time. I find them at networking events. I find them at industry conferences. I find them in different groups, different platforms, right? You have your social media platforms for professionals, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorites, Alignable. It's, a, it's kind of like LinkedIn's cousin, <laughs> if you want to say. Um, but just starting conversation, right? Because anytime you start a conversation with someone, I'm always interested in the business and what they're doing, just because I'm fascinated in learning about what they're doing in their business. And from there, I kind of hear buzzwords or things that they're talking about. It's like, hmm, that might be interesting to discover more. 
And so just start from that initial conversation, we'll go into what's called a discovery call. Because when you're in, around a lot of folks, you give a little high, high level information, but we won't necessarily sure. get in depth into your business. Um, and so within 30 minutes, we're able to ask a few questions, uh, facilitate just like, you know, what are you doing currently? What's your historical trends? What are your, what are you looking to do? And then quantify it so we can give them, hey, here's the things we're going to need. Here's the things, some action items for you if you're looking to do this, right? So for example, um, last week I met with a business owner who needed $1.3 million for um, equipment. It's like, okay, do you have um, the invoices for how much these the equipment's going to cost? Like, I need all these statements. Do you have your bank statements? Um, all these, all these great things. Cool. Well, then we get into the part where we looked at the credit, and the credit wasn't as good. So, 1.3 million may not be as uh, tangible. However, a smaller amount might be. And here's how you can do it. Here's how I can get you a game plan over the next three, six, nine months to not only um, get your credit repaired, but also scale your business at the same time as well. Mm -hmm. So walking, you know, distilling what the business owner is trying to do into what actually can happen um, from the bank's perspective. Yeah. And as a business owner, you're like, you know, I need money now. Like, you know, right. the, the whole thing is like, I need money now, but sometimes it's not the vision of what you need. Isn't the vision, what you can do at that moment. So, Realistic. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like people just, I'm sure for people starting out too, they're just like, I just need money. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, there's so many little things you need, like tax returns or it's like, oh, I haven't done my taxes or <laughs> or this and that. I'm sure you have plenty of stories where people like are, and I think this is where the knowledge and education comes into play um, because you really, if you, you, you know what you don't know. And so mm -hmm. it's like, I think what the services that you offer, Xavier, are so key because um, you're, you're bringing value right off the bat by, I'm sure in this discovery call, by kind of figuring out what they do and like kind of showing them in the right direction of like, well, actually, why don't you work on your credit first or these are some things you can do and then come back or, you know, whatever, because, um, you know, just people just aren't, don't know um, really what they're doing. Who knows, right? As a business yeah. owner, you know, nobody knows what they're doing um, <laughs> anyways. But I think it's really important for people to know is like to, you, you can't just ask for money and it doesn't work out that way anyways. If you want to ask a bank anyways, like there's things that you, you need, there's paperwork. So it, mm -hmm. it also gives you that um, kind of motivation to be like, oh, I need to get my shit in order um, or you know, this is where like the side hustle and actual business, like the, the two differences. Come you are, you're right on par with what I was just going to say is I, I was going to give a real life example that goes to what you're talking about that uh, yeah. side hustle and business. I had another client most recently that, you know, more than happy to help. And so once we had our discovery call, I uncovered what their annual revenue is, which, you know, it's great to have annual revenue. However, from a banking perspective, it's not considered substantial enough to even qualify for anything and mm -hmm. so he was frustrated with me and i was like hey it's i'm, I'm not you know i'm just a messenger <laughs> yeah just letting you know that you have to increase your revenue to even qualify so instead of trying to find money let's drive your revenue that's your action step is like you're not going to get any money until you're actually able to have a sustainable business on paper versus what is being presented now and it's not trying to frustrate people i'm just trying to help you understand what how to get um positioned for what you're looking for. Right. And so for people starting out, like many people who are in uh, the wholesaling group uh, we're in, they really have limited funds or, mm -hmm. you know, like what, what what do you recommend? Is it just kind of like, hey, close some some deals and then, you know, come talk to me or, or what are some advice for people starting out? Because um, there's very various levels, right? There's people who have a nine to five who can leverage that as well to get a loan or whatever or whatnot. But like, what do you re kind of recommend? Uh, I'm going to give you my HR answer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. It depends. <laughs> right. So it depends on the scenario. So specifically for like wholesalers, you may have a wholesaler that um, might have a good credit score, right? So maybe that wholesaler has a good credit score and they have an LLC because they have themselves set up as a business they're able to qualify for up to $125,000 of unsecured lines of credit. That's one vehicle. That's just in that scenario. Secondarily, say you might have a wholesaler that uh, needs a quick close. 
we're able to go through and do do those as well. So they get their their pay. And I always recommend having it going to a business account because that now mm-hmm. is deposit for your business. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the the separation between having a side hustle and having a business. This right. money that is being acquired is going into my business account. And now I have that document for my business account saying, here's the gen- the revenue that was generated from this transaction. Right. Um, same thing for someone that may not have the best credit. You may be able to qualify for um, like a hard money loan. It's probably going to have a higher interest rate, but that's mm-hmm. just the name of the game. Right. If you have a lower credit score, your interest is going to be higher. How much money do you have to bring to the deal? Like there's a lot of factors that can interpret uh, that we can use to interpret to the bank for whatever you're looking to a- accomplish. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I think uh, a part of it is, you know, people that are starting wholesaling that don't have money, they look at other opportunities, whether it's on YouTube or whatever to like business financing or, you know, and they don't even have an LLC yet. And, you know, so they're, they're going down a rabbit hole that um, they're not really ready for yet. So I think, you know, your service is an amazing service to where you can provide like these are the steps that you need to take to get to the point where you want to get to. And, you know, you don't have to have a lot of money to get to those points, whether you do a deal or we can get help you close a deal through like hard money or whatever transitional funding or whatever options that you have. But you can guide them through that. 100 percent, 100 percent. And you are absolutely spot on. A lot of times when people come to me, they're not I don't say it a lot of times I've seen where folks will come to me and they're not necessarily ready mm-hmm. or they come to me and it's like, okay, here's your options. Like, Ooh, he, that's really my options. I didn't realize that I can really get it. Like, yeah, you can, here's what you mm-hmm. want for select which one you want. And it's eye opening to see like, wow, I can access this capital today. And that's what I'm saying. I think people kind of the differences between side hustle and an actual business is there's these pro there's this money in programs and it's like we're all investing on ourselves in ourselves right so it's like hey there's this I'm I'm qualified for a line of credit of 125 125,000 like imagine what you can do with that money and the ROI you can do so it's like you know if me and Tim want to hire some people like imagine what we can do with 125k and we're able right. to close 300k worth of deals that's already like something we can just like pay off or, or, or whatnot. So I think looking at it from that perspective, not just like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Or um, like, I think there's also that imposter syndrome as well of like, Oh, I'm not even going to bother checking that out. Like I, I don't qualify or I don't make enough money or my credit is this or that. Like it doesn't hurt to, to try. So I think just having changing your mindset in that perspective. Mm-hmm. But I did want to ask you like, what are your thoughts on like business credit? Cause that's such a like flashy thing on IG right now. on like, Hey, you can get this amount, you can get all these credit cards and this and that to fund. Like, um, do you kind of also educate people a little bit on uh, business credit as well? Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, like you said, business credit, that's a hot term, right? Oh, I want business credit. I want business credit. I'm going to get my business credit. Like everyone wants to have business credit. Now there's um, a short, I would say there's a short game with business credit and then there's a long-term game of business credit. Right. Right. And so helping people understand that you can't just jump in and get $125,000 off the bat always. You might be able to qualify, but once again, it depends on what the factors are in the application, who are who are all being involved. Um, business credit, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, right? You can stack with some of the personal, some of the business mm-hmm. side, get a, uh, a payment history on the business side and start getting larger amounts. If you have a lower credit score, you might not qualify for a business line of credit. So they'll give you what's called a merchant cash advance, which is pretty much like a starter product to see if you can actually get into a business line of credit. Because, and I mean, this is the most respectful way. If you already have a lower credit score, that's a, it's a more of a risk for the lender. So then your merchant cash advance is going to be on a shorter um, payment schedule, right? It might be daily, might be weekly, just to make sure that we're able to recoup the funds that we're giving. And then that, which you have like maybe one or two of those, that opens up the opportunity for you to get a business line of credit because you have a payment history consistently, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you do see a lot of stuff on social media like, yeah, you you spin, go here and spin around three times and clap, clap, and now you got a business line right. of credit. Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> yeah. But TikTok told me that, you know, I can, I can get, get this tomorrow. card. I can get a black card and, you know, lie mm -hmm. and say how I make this much. And I mean, so there's been a few <laughs> people been caught uh, for fraud and stuff like that. <laughs> Do not want to go to jail. Do not want to go directly to jail. I do not. I will, do not want to do any of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's just your slogan. Don't go to jail. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a buzzword that people are like, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that." It's like another trend that people are getting for, and and this is where it comes onto the social media side. It's like people go through and create the content because they know people engage with it, hmm. and so not necessarily educational content. It's just content that's going to draw users to engage with it versus the actual education and the actual steps that really need to take place. So you have to be yeah. very cognizant of careful of what you're watching on social media platforms because it can take you in a completely wrong direction and you'll start like, oh, I want to get business credit and I'm going down this pathway and you haven't even set up the LLC yet to have a business line of credit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Baby steps. Right. Uh, <laughs> Um, I was going to say like, so I know you talked about like you investing, like how do you collaborate? Cause I'm sure like through networking, like I see you at events you're, and we'll talk about kind of the event you have coming up mm -hmm. in the next couple of months, but how do you use that for yourself? Like for you to get kind of get funding? Cause I know you have other business ventures and we've talked about real estate as well. So how do you collaborate with like maybe the clients you work with, like investors, like lender who know, who knows um i'm kind of curious about that as well yeah there's that's a really good question so um how do i want to answer this i'd say as far from an investment perspective on the lending side most times when you're going through and doing like a, a deal there might be an opportunity for you to not only do the loan but also invest on the other side as well so you're able to get some of the equity piece <laughs> but also right. collect on the um the actual transaction as well mm -hmm. so that's play that we do in our space and then you're always working with different real real estate investors you're always working with you know depending on the scale right you might have people who are accredited people that are not accredited some people that have a higher risk tolerance that people who have a lower risk tolerance and so one of the vehicles that we work in is in the short-term rental rental space because we uh, part of our team does own uh, like turnkey management owning and operating short-term rentals for investors that don't really want to you know get their hands into it they just want to get cash flow and so right. we have here's some properties that we're getting on the single family side um, to turn into short term rentals. But then that's also transferable on the commercial side as well. Mm -hmm. We have this 16 unit deal. It's going to be one point two million. We're gonna, we're able to fund it. We just need to bring some equity players to the table. You already you know, and I, I mean, it's the nicest way. It's all about people will invest with those that they know, like and trust. So you build right. that rapport. And yeah. so when you bring these opportunities it's already a cognitive recognition of like, oh yeah, that's Xavier. He does this and stuff. He was awesome. And I like this. That's where that starts for months later where we come to like, hey, we have a $1.7 million deal. Do you want to invest in it? Is mm -hmm. that recognition to, to bring along the way? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, I, I work with a family office too. So they, uh, what I've learned from them is that there's, you know, a few ways that you can actually benefit from the deal. Like, you know, if you're coming in early on the ground floor where you're a GP on the deal, this might be a little bit high level, but if you uh, come in a GP on the deal and tell the other co-GP that, hey, you're going to bring the debt side and then you have the relationship for that debt, you still get a point or two from that debt service. And then also you get the percentage of the actual GP percentage for bringing in extra capital for that. But also you bring in the buyer, too, uh, for it. So it's it's definitely um, a situation where you you as the investor can come in and different and make money different ways, you know, long term and short term, like mm -hmm. when you close right. and then when you exit the, the property as well. Exactly. Exactly. Or even with like a refinance. Right. Yep. Might be going through and doing a refinance to get equity to go and do this next play we're going to make money on, on there's a lot of different vehicles to be able to make money throughout that entire process one client we're working on right now um owns a retail retail spot in texas and we're helping him um refinance that so he can get some equity to start doing some beautification for the property but also so he can have some equity go through and start developing some of the land that he has mm -hmm which then is going to open up other other things. So it's like a trickle effect. Like, okay, right. we'll start with this one, and then it goes that one, that one, that one, that one. Love it. I love that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious what, because you you talk to so many people, I'm sure, 
Um, what sort of, where are like common challenges um, that come up, especially maybe for underrepresented, like minority entrepreneurs, perhaps? I'm sure that you like, maybe it gets, it becomes a vent thing. Like, oh, I tried funding here and like, just show out of luck. Um, like, tell us about like, how, what kind of challenges like those business owners kind of go to and how you kind of like help and support um, them in through, through that process. I would say the number one thing that I've seen consistently across is documentation for mm -hmm. sure. So the first documents that are like critical and necessary are your articles of incorporation, right? Mm -hmm. If you have an LLC, who's all on the LLC? What percentage ownership do they have? And a lot of times either they might be a DBA doing business as mm -hmm. doing business, right? They have some really good revenue. They just aren't officially established in the bank size as a business. So walking them through like what that means because they're like, well, I already, I'm already at the bank. How come I can't? Well, that's because you're you're at the bank, but you're not a business at the bank. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. Walking through those documents um, and then getting into the bank statement pieces, right? Helping them understand what the average daily balance is. So say if you have your deposits coming in into your bank account and you start going through and you know, covering payroll, covering all the different expenses that you have, how much money is left in that account after you as a business owner have done business? Is it 5,000? Is it 10,000? What is that average daily balance? Because that's the true um, map of what your business is doing, whether you're in real estate or in business, that's what the bank is going to look at. It's like on any given day, how much money is in your account, right? So helping them identify what really needs to be an expense. So they're not using it as a hobby account, but this is a business account. This is what we're doing on this account. So that way it's reflected on your statements as well. Mm -hmm. So those are, I would say the two biggest things when I'm working with underrepresented folks is because, and I mean, in, in the, you know, the nicest way we're, we're taught how to hustle. And so the yeah. money gets into the account. It's like, Oh, I'm about to go do this, this, <laughs> and this, and this. Okay. That's about to go to Vegas. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Now let's, let's, still do that but how can we make it a business transaction how can we give it a business purpose to identify that on your on your statements as well yeah mm -hmm. and that's, that's huge a, yeah that's important just because it just shows you that you know you're treating your your business as a business not as a personal you know um bank basically you know that you're drawing money from all the time and now it's at zero because you're not putting back anything into the business and right. um and that's important because the bank sees that as like that is your current cash flow that you have um that's sustaining your business um and this is what actual revenue net revenue that you're making um for your business right. too yeah and I, i've learned that from like also the profit first too mm -hmm. um there's um yeah the profit for and i think there's a newer version where it's like for real estate investors where it talks about hey when you get income like there should be these different accounts and that's just a healthy way to distribute the the and allowing yourself for profit because a lot of times too there's the other flip of the coin where it's like i don't i don't invest or i don't give myself profit i just put it back in the business um but you know you you work so hard like there you have to kind of get some of that profit so that's also kind of helped especially for people starting out on like like because how many times i've heard of people were like oh i just closed a twenty thousand dollar deal like next week oh it's gone you know and it's just like they because they, they don't know like the actual process uh in the in the uh foundation to get you going so uh, i think it's great that you know they have someone like you to kind of like walk them through at least on like what they need uh to go through that 100 percent, 100 percent. Um, I did want to kind of talk about like your uh, upcoming conference. I think you're calling it the short-term rental growth conference. Yes, yes, yes. So talk to us about that. I got you. So I'll backtrack this a little bit. When we went to Vegas, um, I got to meet in person Brittany and Kehlani with the Women in Real Estate Group. And so these right. are two individuals that I've just admired for so long just because of the space that they've created for women in real estate and not only just for women, but just inside of the real estate space. Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to go and just like connect and, and get the vibe. And then while I was there, uh, right before I went there, 
a part of my my team, they were like, we want to do a short-term rental conference. You're going to be there. You're going to see some of these people that we know. You should like see if we can collaborate. And I was like, okay. So I got like hella nervous to even ask because I'm like, <laughs> at the event to ask you about if you want to partner on another event. And they were so gracious. They were like, hell yeah, we or heck yeah, we want to jump in on that. <laughs> and so fast forward, we've been able to bring industry professionals like across the globe to Austin, Texas, highlighting the hospitality industry in short-term rentals. Great. And so what a lot of people don't understand about short-term rentals is like, you can just have a house that, you know, people go through and live in, or, you know, that could be a long-term rental, but in the short-term rental space, you might have like a nice house that's pretty, but then when you're giving an experience for your guests, that's where you get to really increase your cash flow in that hospitality business, not just the real estate side. The real estate side is already covered, but how do you get your cash flow up? Getting $537 a night or $2,000 a night, or you know, how do you mm -hmm. that uh, demand is by what we're gonna be covering at this conference, right? Structure and logistics, like pest control and hot tub maintenance and all these minute things that people who are, you know, owner and operators or short-term rental, they um, might be curious about getting a short-term rental. These are things you need to know if you want to increase your cash flow, um, mm -hmm. same thing for like marketing and branding, right? Like how do you get your listing to the top? Think about your consumer experience. I'm going online to Airbnb for this area. You're probably going to, you're going to see the first three ones. And those are the ones you're going to click right. for sure. It's the top of, uh, of the listing. How do you get listed up there? How do you get your reviews? How do you get um, more people engaged with the product you're offering on platforms, whether that's Airbnb, whether that's um, VRBO or direct listings, right? Um, and so we're bringing together industry professionals to educate folks and give some more insight into like how you you can go from zero to where they are and giving actual tangible action steps. We have like one of the speakers is putting together a workbook to like so people can capture all the information. Um, it's just going to be a really, really great uh, educational resource for investors, real estate professional, hospitality professionals. Um, whether you're, you know, in a smaller scale or if you want to go bigger scale in conversions for short-term rentals, we have DLU who's done, is, does hotel conversions for short-term rentals, mm -hmm. right? Single family, but then you get into hotel conversions and have crazy cash flow in that capacity for like boutique hotels too. So that's going to be September um, 10th through the 12th in Austin, Texas. You can get tickets at uh, www.strgrowthsummit.com. There's three different packages. We have general uh, VIP and the VIP premium where you get to tour the market of Austin mm. that area because, you know, everyone's been talking about Texas, right? Oh my gosh, Austin. Oh my gosh. Dallas, oh my gosh, San Antonio. And being here boots on the ground, I've seen the growth in the Texas market. Um, and we, we know that there's a lot that can happen and is happening currently. So for our VIP premiums, we're going to take you on a tour of Austin, show you some properties that are available to be invested in currently right then. Um, and just really have what I call a really good positive vibe. So that's the conference that's coming up in September. I hope that's I dope. too long. <laughs> no, that's great. I think, um, what's, what's really cool is, uh, you know, there's these misconceptions too on like, I think there's a strategic way to go about short-term rentals mm -hmm. uh, because there's more and more regulations coming down on Airbnbs. Um, so I think it's important to continue to increase your knowledge on like what things that you can do, how can you adjust? Or it's like, okay, maybe this market isn't it. Uh, what, what strategies can I implement? Um, you know, with, with the properties I do have. So I, I think that's really great. Um, just, just because it's, it's just something that, um, you know, I, I think it was such a hot, trendy topic over the past year. I'm like, you can Airbnb everything. And then it's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> right. um, so I, I, I love I love that you have that. And was that something that you kind of was inspired by you uh, and you kind of created or how how that how that event come together? That's a very good question. Um, so as part of what we do at Kairos, we have a program called a business accelerator. Well, we'll go through, like we talked about doing this discovery call, and then we have an accelerator program where we walk our clients through like a 30, 60, 90 day action plan in order to achieve the result. And so um, part of my team, they were like, you know, we want to go through and do a conference. We've met some really great people at these conferences in like Nashville and um, different areas across the country. We, how could we put together a conference to, to do something different that's not being done in the industry? And so I lend on short-term rentals, but I'm not ingrained mm. in the industry. So for me, it's just like, okay, business accelerator. If you want to go from here to here, here's what you need to do. Boop, 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 boop. Insert these people, insert these faces. 
you guys have more context of who these people are, but from the operations perspective, here's what needs to happen. And then went through, gave a game plan, and then they just blew up. Very mm -hmm. close. Like, we have Julie George, who is um, globally known um, in the short-term rental space compared to the U.S. She's coming in from Australia to be our headliner for this conference. So like that's super huge right there. We have Brittany and Kehlani from Wire. They're huge in, this, in, um, in real estate in general and just uh, supporting entrepreneurs, supporting real estate professionals. Um, we have Dr. Uh, Rachel Gainsborough, who sat, sat with us at breakfast um, when we were in Vegas. Mm, yeah, in. yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. Yep, she's been in, seen on Netflix. She does midterm rentals, which is a different approach, but it's mm -hmm. a little bit more consistent cash flow versus short-term rentals. But there's a right. lot of industry professionals coming in to help educate and guide folks that are maybe interested, might already be doing something. But, but short-term rentals is so competitive now, like... Just have uh, Jenny Yee, she said, just having a pretty house is the bare minimum now. Mm. You have to set your 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 property apart and create an experience for guests that they will want to pay for that, especially in this remote work environment. Right. You want to go and have an experience. I can pop up my laptop, close it, and then here's where I am for the day. Mm. Right. That's dope. I love that. I like how you're looking at it from like even a product perspective too, like because um, me being in like the tech space um, and product, the customer experience is everything is like identifying every like your customer journey, right? That's usually a common term on like, okay, when they land on this page or on this app, like what, what are the steps and like how, what's the customer journey? Are they getting frustrated? Are they? And so I think when you look at it, you can apply that to everything. You can apply that in your business. You can apply that how in wholesaling, how we talk to sellers is like, okay, like what's, what's that experience looking like? But I think in short-term rentals with Airbnb, it's even more because they're, you know, it's a, they're actually there. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. what, what experience do we want to create? Um, you know, when, when they, they come in, in this, this home or property, whatever the case may be. So I love that. Exactly that. So that's that's confidence coming up. Um, we have some really, really awesome jam-packed sessions um, for day two and day three. Day one, I'm going to plug it for y'all, is Latin-themed. Um, we're actually Ooh. working, yeah, hey, what's we're going on? with um, some really great people within Austin because the venue that we're having it is a historically um, Latin area. Um, so like we're really, like I said, we're all about the diversity, equity, inclusion, like to the bone. So we're having yeah. it. This area, this pocket of Austin that is historically a Latino, um, we're bringing in some really great vibes on that day and having a, the DJ come in. A bunch of ran ranch waters. <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of ranch waters and tequila. <laughs> For those who don't know what ranch water is, technically it's Topo Chico, right? Lime mm -hmm. juice and tequila. 100%. That way you stay hydrated and lit. <laughs> exactly. We were maybe a little too lit in Vegas with yeah, just the mountain funny. ranch waters. Too many tokens, free free drink tokens. <laughs> yes. Um, so I know we're we're approaching the end of, of the show. And again, yeah, I appreciate there's just so much knowledge, and I hope all you guys watching are taking your notes. Um, I think we'll we'll obviously link how to get in touch with Xavier. But mm -hmm. what's what's kind of next for you? What's what's next for Xavier and your in Kairos and like your your company? What's sort of like your vision, kind of like aspirations? Uh, I know you've accomplished so much, uh, or like maybe initiatives or projects that you have in the next coming up in the next year. Yeah. So in the next year, um, scaling. Right. So mm. right now we're very very lean. Uh, but we want to scale. So we have like two offices, uh, one in central Texas and then one in like the Dallas area. We want to start scaling and, and onboarding more folks um, and training and educating on the back end so we can quickly service folks. Um, and then I would see probably the next two years an actual app where you can go through and like do all that stuff. So it's a little bit more automated, not as uh, manual and strenuous, which is it's not really strenuous. Um, we just want to be scalable. So, yeah. That's dope. That. That's dope. Excited about it. I'm a. I tell people I'm a nerd. So having that background in tech stuff is just like. Hey, hey being a nerd helps. Yes, it does. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's that's what we, what we see uh, for the foreseeable future. That's awesome. Just, just be a nerd, guys. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Um, so I guess lastly, what would you like to leave, uh, the viewers, um, you know, any comments or anything, and then also how to get a hold of you. I'm sure we'll put that 
at the bottom here. But um, yeah, just, you know, some final thoughts from you and um, and how they can get a hold of you, too. Yeah. So I would definitely say um, money is highly accessible if you know uh, if you have someone guide you through. So uh, yes, I highly recommend our team, right? But please make sure you go to the correct resource, correct sources so you're able to access money because it's highly available right now. Um, I wouldn't necessarily pay attention to the headlines because a lot of that stuff is to scare people from making educated decisions. And quick plug on Patty Got, Got Goodspeed. She has a whole thing with yes. Kaylani where they do truth behind the headlines, tap into that information so you actually have quantifiable data in uh, making decisions in this market that we're in right now. And then when you're ready to get some money, let's go. Like we are ready to deploy capital. We're ready to help you at any point in time. You can go to our website, uh, www.kairosmovements.com. I'll get you the link. You can follow me on Instagram, x.gets.funding. Um, we, we love helping people. We love helping people. We're, we're all about service. And it, yes, it's great to make money, but what we really enjoy is helping people to go from a to their next step. That's what Kairos actually means is opportune moment in time. And so every time we meet someone, we know that there's an opportunity for us to help them change the trajectory of their business or their life. So I love that. Mic drop. Um, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do also want to add to that is like for people either starting out or maybe they close a few deals, don't be scared to like at least kind of find out what you need to what you need to know. So whether you want to schedule a discovery call I'm sure, you know, Xavier's team will point you in the right direction because there's nothing more than to just there's nothing more satisfying than to have a meeting and be like, okay, you need to do X, Y and Z. And then you take that and and figure it out and then come back. So don't be scared to ask for help first off and then figure out what, what it is that you need to do, because like you said, there's funding available right now, like regardless of where the market is at, people want the government, whatever wants us once to create business owners. Mm-hmm. So there's funding for people like us. Uh, and that's even wholesalers just getting started uh, or, you know, people that, uh, you know, are maybe somewhere in between their, their businesses uh, or, you know, have kind of mm-hmm. uh, established uh, business. So uh, don't just, don't be scared. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just reach out to Xavier um, and, and make that happen. We'll be more than happy to help. Love it. Love it. Well, well, thanks so much, Xavier. Like, dude, this is this is awesome. Um, yeah. And I hope people watching you guys got a lot out of it. Um, I believe I have your link. I'll add the conference link uh, to our, the show notes as well. But make sure you get in touch with Xavier on IG or s- schedule a discovery call uh, to get you set up. Uh, but X, I appreciate you again, like yeah, taking some time out. Uh, maybe we Maybe we we can try to see if we can come out to to Austin. Yeah, I've never been. I've never been. Come on down. It's going to be a great time. We actually so a quick plug. One of the things that we're doing too for our VIP experiences, you get to actually stay at some of our uh, preferred hosts in Austin. So like, mm. um, why are they staying at this super dope one that they're going to be filming content in that will be released after? But it's like got emerald accent walls with like really great uh, accents in the rooms. It's like super hella dope. So. Come on down. You're not going to regret the experience you have. Love it. I love it. Well, book your tickets to the (laughs) STR Growth Summit. That VIP sound pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, again, such a pleasure. We'll definitely have to keep in touch. Uh, And everyone else, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Reach out to us if you have any questions. Reach out to Xavier if you have any questions to set up that discovery call. But I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And uh, we'll connect next week. There you go. Yeah. All right. Peace.